0: Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Some things are good, but they are even better when they are combined with something else. Likewise some things can be really quite ordinary and unremarkable and yet when you mix them up with something else they become exceptional in a way that you could have never previously imagined. For example take an instrument like a guitar or a violin or a drum. Each instrument might sound good on its own but if you take that instrument and plow it into a band or an orchestra you quickly will hear a noise that not only sounds good but that is so wonderfully majestic that it starts to make the hairs on the back of your neck start to tingle. Similarly, a bowl of flour can seem pretty unremarkable and uninteresting. I certainly wouldn't fancy sitting down to eat a bowl of flour on its own. However, take that flour and mix it with some eggs and some sugar and some butter and a whole load of chocolate and all of a sudden that flour becomes far more appetising and would even, one might even say, becomes magnificent and tasty as you sit down to eat a great big slab of chocolate cake as we continue our series considering who it is that Jesus has called us to be as his church. We're going to spend some time together this morning looking at this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul is clear as he writes this letter that the church has loads of individuals who each have their own individual and unique gifting and purpose but no matter what that part is that they have to play it is when we come together in unity that just like an orchestra we can exceed our own individual abilities and give god all the glory in a way that will truly make the hairs on the back of our necks start to tingle as we join together. So this morning we're going to take a few moments to think about how can we be tingly Christians, how can we join together in unity in a way that is greater than ourselves individually, that we might be able to glorify God as we gather together as his people. And the first thing that we need to recognise if we're going to be a hair tingly church uh, is that we are all different. This passage is ultimately all about unity and it's relatively easy to unite people who are all the same. If you go to any football stadium when fans are allowed back in and you sit in the home stands and you start cheering and shouting for the home team, if you shout and if you cheer loud enough, uh, then I'm fairly confident that the people around you will start to join you as you shout and cheer for your team together. However, if you go into the home end and you start cheering and shouting and celebrating for the away team then I think you'll find very quickly that you get a different response. So let's start with the elephant in the room and recognise that we are all different. We're not the same. I have the privilege of knowing many of you who will be joining us today and from what I know of you and from the conversations that I've had with you, I can tell that you are all different from one another and you're different from me. You have different backgrounds, different ideas, different desires, different skills and all of them are unique and wonderful and make you who you are. But the challenge is that when people come from different backgrounds, when they have different ideas, different desires, finding common ground that we can all stand united on is completely impossible. As Paul writes this letter to the church, he doesn't shy away from the differences and he, that he sees amongst God's church. Right at the start, he doesn't just talk about the church being one body, but he also recognises the many parts within that one body. He recognises the differences. I love the end of verse 12. Listen to what Paul tells us again in this verse. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, so it is with Christ. How easy it would have been for Paul in this verse to say, so it is with the church. But that's not what he says. Instead, he sees our diversity and he points us back to Jesus and says Jesus not only embraces our diversity, but he embodies and shares our diversity. In other words, our diversity is not something that we should be ashamed of. But it's something that we can all look to and see Jesus in the midst of it. As Paul recognises the different parts of this body, he also recognises that each one of us has a different function within the body. In verse 15 and 17, he uses the analogy of a physical body and points out how ears and eyes and noses all have a different and unique function and role to play in the service of the wider body as a whole. This is seen in the church, Paul then goes on later on in the passage, to point out of different functions and different roles within the church. And... and, and Paul recognizes that there are gifts and roles for apostles and prophets and teachers and miracles and healings and and more no one individual will have all of these gifts and all of these functions and all of these roles but we can all come together as a church community as we all come together as a church community Paul expects all of these gifts to be a part of that wider body as we join together but the verse that i really want to focus on this morning comes in verse 27 where paul says this now you are the body of christ and each one of you is a part of it the whole body you are the body of christ and you are a part of it. In all of our diversity, in all of the different gifts and roles and backgrounds that we come from, Paul recognize, uh, Paul's message to the church in Corinth and his message for us today is that you have a part to play in God's church. Sometimes it can be easy to look at any group of people, yet alone a church, and think, well, what can I add to that group? Or they've got everything covered. I'll just go along with the flow and go where they are going and not necessarily play my part, but just go along for the ride. But this is not what Paul's idea of church is. Paul says that everyone has a part to play within the body of God's people and that includes you. This morning what might your part be? I wonder what it is that makes you different? What is it that, that makes you unique? And how might you take your uniqueness and your God-given abilities and skills and background and apply it to the community of God's people that God might be glorified through you as you join together with those around you. It might be that you have clear gifts and abilities gifts in technology or music or leading a Bible study, something else that's tangible and practical and visible for people to see. But equally, you might have the gift of encouragement or the gift of hospitality or the gift of serving or the gift of giving to enable and to support others around you no one of these gifts is any more significant than any of the others but these gifts are gifts and abilities that have been uniquely given to you by God. Paul's call to the church is will you use your diversity? Will you use your individual gifts that God has given to you and offer them together that we might all play our part in praising and glorifying God together. Each one of us has been created uniquely and with a purpose. We are all different, so let's be a church that celebrates our diversity, let's not Uh, see it as a burden that needs to be overcome, but an opportunity that we have to come together and each play our own part in the wider, brighter picture of God's church and his kingdom. And as we do so, let's play our part for, not for any blessing of our own and for any Uh, thing that makes us feel good but rather knowing that as we come together, as we give of ourselves and give of our gifts, we are honouring and glorifying our God together. To be a hair-tingly church, not only do we need to recognise our diversity and our differences but we also need to be united and called together as one people under Christ. But the question is, when we are all different, how is this unity going to happen? The first thing that we need to recognise is that our own efforts to be united, to be together as God's people will never be enough. Only the God who has made us to be the wonderful tapestry of diversity that we see and that we know today is able to hold us all together in that diversity. No vision statement, no strategic plan, no good intentions are ever going to be able to foster and bring about the diverse uh, the diversity of humanity and bring it all together without God holding it together. God created us, and made us different from one another for a purpose that we might be better together that we might fulfill or complement one another that we might be hair tingling christians that make the hairs on people's the backs of their necks uh, stand on end as they uh, encounter us god is the god of community He lives in relationship within the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, living in relationship with one another from the beginning of time. But God also wants to live in relationship with us as well. God is the relational God. As we are created in the image of the relational God, it's no surprise that he created us, to be relational, and that he wants his church to be relational too. And a key part of that relationship is recognising it's that when we're together, we are better. God wants to mould us and draw us together so that he can do far more through us than any one of us can do on our own. God wants us to be a church who can work together so that the hairs on the back of people's necks really start to tingle and uh, as they see God at work in us, just as they do when an orchestra plays its final symphony. But this will only happen when we come together. Ultimately, unity comes from God and it is nurtured by His Spirit at work in us. The Holy Spirit breathes and moves amongst everyone who has encountered Jesus and and His love for them. We are united As we look to Jesus and as we see the love and the sacrifice that he has made for each and every person who has ever lived. But as we unite around Jesus, his spirit comes and moves in our hearts and draws us closer together. And that that, the unity that we encounter in Jesus might continue to be lived out in our lives listen again to verse 13 for we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body if we are to be united and drawn together as god's people we need to look to jesus and embrace him as our lord and our saviour we need to recognize what he's done for us at the cross and come before him as and surrender our lives to him we need to invite his spirit to come and move amongst us that we might be united as one together this morning may we once again encounter jesus in our lives may we encounter his love and his sacrifice may we receive the gift of his spirit in our lives, and as we do so, may we recognize that we are called to unite together as the spirit moves amongst us. May we open our hearts and our minds to him again that we might draw that he might draw us together and unite us as one people. That we might that all who see us might. Uh, encounter God in and through us as we join together. Unity happens, uh, unity depends on the Holy Spirit working in and through us. As the Spirit moves, he will then lead us into a greater future together. The Corinthian church had got the slight, slightly the wrong end of the stick when it comes to the idea of greatness they had battled with issues of pride and complacency they loved to celebrate some gifts and some individuals more than others but paul ends this passage by telling them that this is not how true greatness is really seen rather there is a greater way than our own individual gifts and abilities and talents rather than talking or taking pride in our own gifts paul encourages the church to instead love one another we read one corinthians 13 that immediately comes on the back of this passage a couple of weeks ago so we won't read it again today but ultimately the point is the same Paul wants the church to be full of love that is the ultimate way that we will find unity as God's spirit moves amongst us love doesn't just celebrate our own gifts but it uses them for uh, for the benefit of those around us Love focuses on others before ourselves, just as Jesus focused on us before himself. Love recognises that we are better when we are together. When we love, we care for one another, regardless of how important anyone might appear. When we love, we lay ourselves down that we might be lifted up together. It is when people see and encounter this kind of love within the church that the hairs on the the back of their necks start to tingle as they see something radically different than we would usually see in this world. When we love one another and play our part together, that is when God turns up and starts to move amongst us. Just as an orchestra joins together, a united church will raise up an almighty symphony of worship and praise to God, uh, who has created us in all our diversity and yet who draws us together in his name. And that symphony of praise and worship will be a wonderful sound to everyone Who encounters it. Diversity is not a problem to be overcome in the church but it's a sign of a healthy church, a united church. But diversity always needs to be accompanied with unity and it is only God through his spirit who can truly unite as his love overflows within our lives. And so as God's church today, may we continue to celebrate our diversity and each play our part that we might be the church that God has called us to be. And that as people encounter us as his people, they might start to tingle as they experience the love of God and his spirit moving in and through our lives that we might truly glorify God in ways that are far greater and beyond any way that we could ever achieve on our own. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you have loved us and you have created us to be the people that we are today. We thank you for the great diversity and richness that you have shown in our creation and the many different gifts that you have blessed us with. But Lord, we pray that we would continue to join together as your church, united in your name, united in Jesus, and united in the presence of your spirit moving amongst us. And so, Lord, this morning, again, we invite your spirit to come into our lives. Lord, would you reveal more of yourself? Would you reveal more of your love? And would that, and would the presence of your spirit continue to unite us and draw us together as we look to the future as your church family? Lord, we pray that in and through us, People would encounter you, that just as an orchestra starts to, te- to raise up a symphony of sound that, embr- that encourages and inspires people, Lord, may your church also uh, be a, a body that joins together with a, a, a noise and a message that is far greater than any of its individual parts. Lord God, we pray that we will continue to walk in your love. And that that love would flow out of our lives and that we might continue to be united together as your people we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen.